Lucas Tigers and Bronze is brought to you by Hybrid Grading Approach. HGA is revolutionizing the industry by implementing software that will allow them to scan, analyze, and grade cards without subjectivity. This allows for consistent and unbiased grading. They have an easy submission process and best-in-class customer service. Their pricing model is simple. Pay by the day, not by the value of the card. And when they say 10 business days, they mean 10 business days. rock so luca nation welcome back with another episode of ltb lucas tigers and bronze and today's episode is one where i want you guys to be involved in this okay i want you guys to comment i want to see your takes on the current state of the hobby i think today's episode is going to be a lot of opinions a lot of opinions what's right with the hobby what's working you know the man in front of me is someone i've gotten to know pretty well over the last six months I'd actually say he's a mentor of sorts, you know, five, six years older, has a ton of business experience in marketing and client services and events. Uh, and about what was it, six, seven, eight months ago, I don't remember exactly when Bleaker opened, he wanted to bring an experience, a sports card experience to West Village in New York, because honestly, there's no more card stores in New York and people fly into New York, people pass through New York. I mean, hell, a lot of people live in New York. And he was like, man, I know it's risky. I know it's a lot of overhead, but I think the city needs this. And here we are a little bit later, and we're going to, on the fly, very candid, have a conversation about what's working with the hobby, uh, how distribution um, might be a legacy kind of service, but might be hindering and helping the hobby. We'll talk a little bit about that, what some of the big businesses can do to support local businesses. And honestly... A whole bunch else. So I'm not sure how it's going to go, but I want to hear uh, your guys' takes because by no means do we think we're experts. We want to hear what do you guys think is uh, – what do you think an LCS needs? What do you think a good trade light looks like? What do you think the big businesses can do to help local LCS? So please be involved. Please listen to this episode with that kind of perspective is these are just opinions. And without further ado, you know, Mr. Mark Zablo, and honestly – I imagine Cage has been going to LCSs for close to 35 years. So this guy knows what an LCS needs. And I'm excited to get his takes because a lot of the best conversations we've had with you, Cage, have been offline. You know, you have amazing ideas. You help people. You want to offer your expertise. So I'm excited for today's episode. Hope that wasn't too long of an intro. Mr. Mark Zablo, uh, welcome to the show, man. It's, uh, it's, it's great to have you. It's, uh, it's flattered. Flattering is always to be back, and uh, you know you'll make me cry with those nice words about being a mentor to uh, people that uh, I was excited to get to know as uh, innovators in the hobby. So thank you, um, probably the nicest compliment I've got so far. I know the the folks from Slab Stocks are always uh, very similar in in their in their pleasantries to me, but um, it's really cool to hear it from you. So uh, how do you, you know, know the Slab Stocks guys? Um, Saw them early 2019. I sought them out at the National, um, saw what they were doing, and flew out to Milwaukee, spent some time with them. Um, really wanted to invest in what they were building. Uh, at the time, they were kind of on their own path. I was a little too late. Uh, they had already been talking to who they you know, went through. So uh, we developed a nice relationship, though, and um, you know, always appreciated early on how they were the first people to really kind of bring data to social media. Sure. Um, and, uh, they, they have a lot of fun. They have a lot of spirit and, uh, spending some time in Milwaukee really made me understand what minimum wage is out there and, you know, some opportunity to grow a digital business if, uh, if I could put my mind to it. So I'm bummed it didn't happen, but they're always very kind when they see me and vice versa. We haven't had them at Bleaker yet. We always offer them to come, but they're busy getting married and, and doing, and doing other stuff. Good house. guys, good guys. There are yeah. a lot of good guys in the hobby, and you know what's funny about it is, like, you know, we have like hobby, hobby liberties, you know, Ken Golden behind, uh, you know, behind security guards and uh, at the national, and you know, Nat Turner, no security guards, you know, out there shaking hands, pressing palms. But I actually had a bleaker experience this past weekend that I'll thank you for. You didn't even know about it. I went and I robbed the store. No, so here's the bleaker experience. So I'm watching football with my son, and out of nowhere, this monster comes and sacks Russell Wilson 
and he gets up and he does a little little dance. And I said to my son, I said, Ian, I met that guy at Bleecker. I showed him my Michael Jordan rookie card. He was holding it. He was like, it was Isaiah Simmons. I'm like, he was there. We were hanging out. We were just chatting, you know, and he, you know, I showed, he, I talk about what kind of cards he likes, you know, who's he, who he's into and that kind of stuff. And then here he is, you know, playing literally every defensive snap. The guy didn't take a break. He's got a motor like you wouldn't believe. And I said, yeah, I'm like, think of, he's like, wow, that's cool. You met him. He's big, you know, like, you know, like what, what an eight-year-old would say. Right. But I, I had almost like a, you know, like a reflective moment. Right. It's like, that's a cool experience. You know what I mean? Like uh, you're right, Andrew, I've been going to card stores for 35 years. I've been going to LCS for 35 years, but I've, at least in my recollection, I remember being a kid. I never met any NFL players in any of those stores. I mean, I met some like, you know, where I'm paying for an autograph at a card show where they're being paid to be there and that kind of stuff. Right. But not just, Hey, check it out. I got this card. You know, let's yep. chat. Are you into cards? Well, Oh, you're playing in a week. <laughs> Good. Nice to meet you. No, no clue. You know, that's cool. And it, it reminds me, and Mark, maybe you can, you can touch on this a little bit, you know, about, you know, what, what your thoughts are for, for the store and for the brand. You know, over the last couple of years, I think commercials for like Groupon is a great example, right? And it's they, they call it like the doer culture, right? Like don't don't buy um, an item, buy an experience. When you're on Groupon, you know, hey, 60% off, go climb that mountain. And this is kind of the way that, that that our society has changed, especially the young folks, your generation, Andrew, and folks younger than you. It's all about the experience. It's all about going out and doing stuff, not not going out and 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 and, and you know just buying something. It's going out and paying for an experience, right? That's bleaker to me. That is what makes bleaker very different than any um, you know card store, LCS, you name it, that I previously had you know gone to. Sure, you could walk in, you know, look in a look at a card. But this is walk in and you know have a trade night, meet other folks that you know you know who are who are who I've interacted with on Instagram, buy some cards, you know what I mean? Look at some type one photos, you know, talk to Mark, meet John Starks, you know, I mean like just cool stuff, man. And I think that's what sets Bleaker apart from anything else now. Anybody else is doing it. It's 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 an experience to go to Bleaker. I'll jump in real quick and I want to hear your thing. You go to a theme park, though, Cage, you have an experience, you pay an admission fee, right? What's difficult for, for these LCSs, and I grew up in retail, is being able to cover their bills, right? Because they put on these experiences, uh, which the c- customers love, right? But then at the end of the day, you know, they might want allocation. They might want to break or, or rip the best products. And now you have to go and, you know, get allocation and distribution. So, Sablo, we talked about a lot of things. Uh, I'm sure we'll be bounce all over the place. We'll talk about the hobby, talk about big businesses. Where do you want to start with? What's top of mind for Mark Zablo, who's who's in the thick of things? And real quick, guys, you're going to be listening to this probably like 7 p.m. on Tuesday. Starstock Auctions live right now. So go to starstock.com, click on breaks uh, or click on collections, I believe. And you'll see Starstock Auctions. Check it out. Do me a favor. You don't have to buy anything if you don't want. Just see what it's all about, okay? So starstock.com, Zabla. Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. First and foremost, you guys know the work I'm doing with Starstock and can't be more excited to be part of what they're doing tonight with the auction. So uh, please, everyone, check it out. Looking forward to the feedback. Uh, we're launching it very slow and steady, and we're going to really, you know, I think do what you guys do well here, Andrew and Cage, as you ask your audience to engage and give you the feedback and opinion. So Super stoked about that. Scott and the team have really built a killer product. I'm really more excited about what they have launching soon. Uh, I'm never allowed to speak, so um, that would be the most that they let me say. But trust me, if I'm spending time on it, um, it's good for the hobby. So to that extent, you know, Bleaker, we aim to be what's best for the hobby. We don't get it right all the time. uh, But what we are proud of is almost a year later, uh, we feel we're getting it right. And, And you guys use the word allotment. And like, let me be the, I don't know if I'm the first to say it, but let me try to be the loudest motherfucker in the room to say it, which is allotments a four letter word. So if anyone doesn't like me cursing on shows or in person, then don't bring up the word allotment in front of me. Cause to me, allotment is as bad as the word fuck and everything else I can come after that. Um, otherwise, you know, we're very happy with, what almost a year has brought us here. And when I say happy, um, yes, do I wish we had allotment to be able to get wax and sell it, you know, and 
really operate like the the LCS. For people out there that don't don't know, real quick, Zablo. So, like, let's say I own a cafe, and my most popular product is bacon, egg, and cheese. The distributor limits how much bacon I can buy. Is that is that? Am I thinking about it the right way? Well, let's just use Cage. it like my business. My my I most got a popular. smile out of Cage. When I bring goodness. up bacon, Cage gets happy. <laughs> So, so I smile. Let's, I want to hear about bacon. To, that's it. That's easy. Look, in, in, in a commodities business like bacon, I don't know. In the, in the wax business, which I'm learning, um, and one of the great things about having Bleaker with the Trey Knights is you get people like Jimmy from Jimmy's Kentucky Roadshow to really come and share some of this guidance and knowledge with you. But what I'm, what the way I would look at it is, is let's look at Prism Hobby Basketball. And the, the card father from Burbank broke this down well, right? The retail goes to the hobby the stores. The hobby stores, you know, um, are really, are, 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 you know, the hobby products going to the aftermarket and the breakers, et cetera. For our business, in order for us to get Prism Hobby at a price that is competitive in the retail with, let's call it, Dave and Adams or Steel City, we have to spend a lot of money with our distributor, who happens to be GTS, um, on a lot of different products. And based on how much we spend, that dictates how much product we get at what they call the allocate or how much product we get allocated at the base retail price. Um, so unlike maybe bacon where it is a commodity, um, look at it um, as a Coca-Cola or Pepsi. Uh, that's really kind of how I'm, I'm envisioning our industry is Coke and Pepsi. You have Collector's Universe and you have Fanatics really building the roadmap before Coke there weren't bottlers, there weren't distributors, there weren't marketers, right? Some of the first ad agencies were working for Coke or for Budweiser. So they're building those pipelines and those industries for us. It's a, it's a revolution, not just in one bucket. And so what the fact is, is that they don't say, well, if you don't buy every single Dr. Pepper product out there or every other product we're carrying, we're not going to give you the main stuff. I'm sure there's some, you got to buy this to get that. But never do you have a secondary and a tertiary market where the product goes double, triple, quadruple. And so look at Nike, where they say to their stores, or look at Rolex, where they say to their stores, we're going to give you the product. You're going to get access to our tier one product. But if you sell it for a dollar more than retail, you're out. Panini, Tops, Upper Deck, they don't do that. They say to the distributor, take it, a lot, a certain amount to the stores at, at an agreed upon price. But the rest, which is usually our reorders, maybe we get one case or a half case at a good price, our reorders, you're paying what is the retail price. And so most hobby shops can never sustain and can never compete. And that's why you hear people say, don't try to be a breaker. Don't try to open a hobby shop because sustainability without a distributor giving you that allotment uh, is absolutely impossible. Now, there's a lot of old card shops that still have allotments from back in days, and maybe they haven't set up as live breakers or they're not fulfilling. So card shops are scrambling to work with other card shops and buy allotment, trade those things around. Um, Bleaker, thankfully, our business model is a little different. We went into this knowing that allotment was going to be the hardest thing we ever had. Um, excuse me. If you, know our, if you know our history... Uh, we always said we weren't going to do wax. We ended up doing wax because GTS called us. And we said, wow, we didn't know we can do that. Now, what we didn't know was that even though we get a little bit of allotment, which is nice, how much allotment you need to compete. And that's something. So, so I'm curious, like we live in this age of direct to consumer, right? Internet made everything direct to consumer. Why has, why is there no direct to consumer options or B2B direct to consumer Right from Panini, right from Tops, right from well, Upper Deck. Well, you, uh, well, we're all talking. We're all talking like we joined the hobby in 2019. Um, for us that were in the hobby before 2019, we all forget how much the hobby relied on these distributors to take all this product that sat on shelves, not let the stores return it, or maybe let the stores return it to take the new stuff. But up until 2018, 2019, there wasn't a big market day to day for all of these products. So the cards, the card manufacturers weren't like Rolex to the stores. It was the opposite. It was please take the product. Um, what happened was when it exploded, the regulation it's never set in. And everyone, it, yeah. And everyone's saying, hey, I've been in the hobby for 20 plus years. Let me make my money. And you're sympathetic to that and you want to keep that going. Now, 
what we hear Michael Rubin say is there's some disruption that we could potentially look at and letting the customer capture a little bit more of that margin. And what we grew up on was the ability to walk into a store and spend $20, which was a lot of money even back then. Um, you know, now we talked about it with Jimmy a lot. We have customers come in, they spend 500, $1,000, $2,000. They go through it in a couple minutes and sometimes they get nothing of value. And it kind of, and then, you know, Jimmy gave me some great guidance. Hey, create some items that are low cost, you know, to you, but high value to a customer that you can give as an over the top. Thank you. But name a, name a, name a, like a casino, maybe a casino has to do that. Right. Cause you know, you're chasing you the drink. Example, you're, you're not chasing a product in the casino. You're chasing, and you're not even chasing a win. You're chasing that dopamine rush. Right. Right. So, you know, back in the day, that wasn't the hobby, but the hobbies evolved. So what we're trying to do, Andrew, is not be that card store that's complaining about the hobby. Because we believe, as much as we do complain, and, and I love to, we do believe that the hobby is going to get course corrected. Between Collector's Universe, Fanatics, um, there'll be a Dr. Pepper somewhere too that shows up. You know, maybe a body armor if we get even luckier. Um, that's Probably really going to help. Yeah, that's going to really help kind of create those different opportunities. Um, where we're getting, I think, the right attention right now, if you look at not just our trade nights and what's kind of happening with, with the people that show up there, but the corporations that are, that are, that are now existing and are, are really um, prospering from what's happening are, are coming back to Bleecker to say, we get what you're doing. We love that you created this community in New York City that does reach globally. You are only a positive for the hobby. And to your point, we charge nothing to get in. Our trade nights are free. If you buy wax, great. I can promise you we don't make money on that wax. I wish we did. Um, but that's not really where we make our money. And the fact that we're getting the golden auctions, the heritages, the alts, um, we're getting the rally roads of the world to say to us, let us partner with you on events. eBay saying to us, can we look at some of your collector showcases and how we maybe fund some of the partnerships you're doing with a natural or a ski or a Don Diego. And we're looking at some of those opportunities as to your point, the customer experience. And maybe the customer experience doesn't need to be funded by the customer. I think and that's what we're kind of settling into as we head into next year's planning is where is that experience funded by the hobby? And right now, uh, you know, as we call uh, GTS and Carvin, a.k.a. Don Finucci, um, you know, when, you know, we, we got to let them wet their beak and I got to carry Sage football and I got to carry cereal boxes of soccer and I got to carry box set of Don Rose football. Um, you know, but I think, you know, while while we don't get the attention from the Paninis and the upper decks and yes, GTS does what they do to support, but they're not as innovative as we technically are. As, as experienced marketers, um, it's nice to see that we're getting that love from the other side who's not buying anything from us. They're not putting money in Bleaker's pocket. They're helping us essentially create more of these moments. And that's what we found between the collector showcases and the trade nights. People just want community, old and young, families or not. I think we have a lot to learn on gaming um and 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 that world you know pokemon and, um, had been a big hit for us and whatnot had reached out to say we'd like to help you guys kind of figure out your lane there um so i think what we're going to do is continue down that path is invest in the customer experience and make the stores both of them the social club and the trading card store next door really the best place for a lot of these brands to engage with the customers and we'll charge the brands for that and i think for what they're already spending. I mean, just look at your sponsors alone. Um, you know, you guys are a NASCAR team at this point. Um, you know, it, it should be fair. For My us next to sponsor find is, right a, is a face tattoo right here. I'm selling the real estate. Yeah. Bleak, yeah, bleak, bleakers, bleakers too big. You know, um, we got the new green hats back in by the way, but I think I like that'd it. be a little too big on the face. Um, you know, maybe we can do something with a patch over here. You never know. Um, but I kind overall, of feel like NASCAR. Check it out. I kind of feel like it. Look like I got a little uh, tops. I love it. A little I DJ it. Ski. Little, little, exactly. The little bead bleaker trading over here. I, got, I sort of feel NASCAR-y. Yeah, and I think, I, think our, I, I think our aha moment to that, Andrew, though, was when we started getting brands like Hulu 
we started getting brands like Call of Duty and Activision saying, what can we do in your space? It wasn't an aha moment that our space was cool. We knew that. Uh, the hobby kind of deemed that cool a long time ago. What was cool to us was they wanted to attract our customers. It was cool to Hulu that the trading card and collectible community was going to be here. Activision and Call of Duty looked at the collectible community. Like and I'm sure they looked at places before Bleecker maybe. I'm sure they probably looked at a, you know, a Sotheby's type, but they, they ended up choosing us for their partnership to launch their game and the art that came with it. Well, Bleecker is um, a place people want to hang out. You know, uh, I've been there a handful of times and every time like the event might end at 9 p.m. when people are there till t- 1, 1 a.m., 2 a.m. Yeah, we got we to work and, on that. <laughs> Well, well, one of those things that you brought up, and I'm curious, that's a great, for the industry to grow, and I think we all, most of us, 99.9% of the people listening to our show, partaking in the hobby, all want to see it grow. I think that's an interesting collab, sports cards and esports, right? That's It's a natural crossover. I actually think there could come a day where, you know, FaZe Clan could have their own card, right? Is that is that out of the question? So talk well, to I mean, us look, about we're that. Look, we're, we're looking. I mean, we're looking at Fortnite right now, right? I mean, Fortnite has cards, and they're doing what they're doing. Um, you know, Activision really looked at us as, um, and and for Call of Duty as a way to to bring the art in the video game to life. They actually have war photographers in the game, and so these are some pretty legendary photographers. They grab their pictures. And they needed a home for it. And we were able to kind of do some one-of-ones and bring what we do in the hobby over to that very well. Um, you know, when you think about FaZe Clan and where they're going and kind of, you know, the billion-dollar trajectory that they've had, you see a lot of them are invested in NFTs and they do have CryptoPunks or they do have um, the apes as well. Um, Banks, know, think- Banks just flipped this CryptoPunk for like double double the money. Who did? Banks. Oh, did he really? Wow. Yeah, it's just that's good. Just make, making power moves out there. I wouldn't, and now and now we need to figure out where he put it, right? Where did where did where did where did he move? Why did he sell it, and where did he move the money to? Type one photos and memorabilia. Yeah. But I guess I guess look when you look around the country, right? And you look at Jimmy in Kentucky. You look at Indie Card Show, um, or you look at the the store in Indies, an Indie Card Show where it has like the most incredible Jordan table ever. Is that it, Cage? Um. You know, I think you look yes. at them. Yep. You know, you look at name. a you look at a handful of those stores. They're really doing something innovative in the hobby. Uh, you know, I think if you look at how hard Dan Fleischman has to run around, and you know, I mean, just to service with cards and golf. I don't think there's a distributor in America that can keep up with that, right? But they should. <laughs> you know, they got four Instagram channels, if 24 hours a day. Like we should be feeding that to make sure that that goes bigger not making it harder for them to get product. Um, and then I go around LA and you have these card shops with, like I said, dude's just chilling on his Instagram, doesn't say hello. I'm with my nephew, doesn't even get up. My nephew had his birthday party yesterday at Burbank. That was who John posted. He brought four friends, they're eight years old. His crazy father gave them, gave them $100 each, which is way too much, but that was what they did. He lives 30 minutes from Burbank. There's two card stores he used to go to near him. That could have been at those other stores for no reason. So, so I could, but I'll, that's I'll where his allocation. I'll throw you a question because it's about allocation, right? It's about you know the the, the dirty word, right? And I'd, I'd love to hear your answer on it because listen, you know we love you, and you know we want to see you succeed. Hell, Andrew and I want to open our own Bleaker <laughs> stores ourselves one day. I'll Bleaker do Bleaker Long Island, Bleaker East. Why the hell not? A mortgage. I got a fourth mortgage on my house. Let's rock. It's a. It, it is a can't fail business uh, model. So, but but here's the, the 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 question, right? So, I mean, you're building up bleaker, and obviously, you take some lumps while you're building up a new business. That's why you don't like allocation because you're not getting it, right? You don't you don't like allocation because it's not there yet because you haven't been here long enough because the card companies don't know you yet, and because GTS knows that you want to get more product, they know they can give you that sage stuff, right? So. What do you? What's the response to the, that guy who, who, um, you know, who who didn't get up from his chair, right? And he has an allocation, but what he tell you is what you're going through now, the growing pains, the mountain you're climbing now to get to the pinnacle of it. Talk about a bad brand, but to get to the pinnacle of it, right? Is that person's done that for the last? 
10 years. That person's done that when there were lean times and you're complaining about buying Sage now to get something that you'll make your money back on Sage. Oh, I, 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 I'm, 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 everything but I, I brought, no, but, Kate, but yeah. Cage, I brought that up earlier. Yeah. I, I believe that person's got 20 years, 30 years, 40 yeah. years of misery. I'm yeah. not trying to change that. What I'm saying but how is, does the distributor balance that? You know, you know how the distributor balances it. They don't have to overcharge everybody else. All right. So I got an answer for you, Mark. And the answer mm -hmm. is those guys are not hobby ambassadors. And just as Andrew says, PSA wears two hats. They don't just grade your cards. With that great power comes great responsibility. Andrew says they're also a market maker. Now, I don't think that they are specifically not grading tens on certain cards, but they are creating markets with the scarcity of these cards. They wear two hats. PSA has a big job. Guess what? These distributors, they have a big job also. And when somebody like Dan and you come into the game with the ability to, sure, get product that maybe you haven't built your your you haven't put your time in you haven't you haven't paid your dues how about that for a i haven't bought sale, enough right? sage football right you haven't you haven't you haven't taken your lumps over I a lean period through classic but, four sport but i love classic four sport in the 90s by the way that was, <laughs> it was the my, stuff. it's my pc by the way so Kendo's, i mean but, that's my pc i mean i love it but but so, so i guess the, the answer for you would be those distributors they need to figure out because fanatics will do it if the distributors don't they need to carve out Almost like a different thing for for companies that are going to advance the hobby. Because the dude who paid his dude is, and is now saying, I want to make my money. But he's not doing anything to further the hobby. He's not that – a young kid who comes in there, sees this dude making his money, doesn't get off his ass, doesn't you know help promote the hobby, doesn't give him a freebie. He's just making his money and, 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 and cashing it while he can. That's not somebody who is going to help sustain the hobby a couple years from now when it goes through a valley from the peak that it's. We've had peaks and valleys, right? And what what we need to learn though is, you know, these hobby stores. The reason why there's no store in New York is not because there was never a store in New York. There were stores in New York. I used to go to a card store in New York when LeBron was hot in 2003 when he was a rookie. There was a hell of a store on Maiden Lane. It's not there anymore, right? Because between that 03 and now. There was some damn lean times in the hobby, no, and they couldn't pay their rent. It took to Luca, you know, to Luca almost from LeBron to Luca was the dude. I totally can, can I jump in real quick? Just is, real quick, thirty seconds. Yeah, yeah, sure. I think paying your dues is different than getting squeezed from both sides, right? Yeah. So, like, I think that's. I think we confuse them. I think everybody, most people, understand in business you got to pay your dues. But I think being squeezed with high rent and high overhead, which is what an LCS is, and people who've run businesses know exactly what we're talking about. High overhead, but then getting squeezed on margins on top of that, it's very All hard I'm to saying is these people who are the market makers need to realize that what worked last time is not going to work now. And that, Yo, yeah, what, what, I, what, I, what, yeah, what, I'm, what I'm saying is, is that I'm not the only one doing it, thank God. And if I wasn't the only one doing it in New York, I wouldn't have opened it. Right. We both know this is not my first or second business and is nowhere towards my means of income right it is purely my hobby so if there was somewhere else to go in new york city love montesi alex is not a store to hang out in there was somewhere else that's that had the opportunity to celebrate so i wouldn't do it i'd be hanging out with you guys on trade night because i don't get to really enjoy that right no one's doing it what we're saying is is that more of them are coming santiago's doing what he's doing more people are doing that and the ones that won't change that customer experience because of what could be coming if we're all hoping with what fanatics is going to do yeah that that's going to get guillotined you know and there's going to be no sympathy for a distributor or a card store who says i made no money taking on sage for 20 years but now that i could take it uh, now that i could make money Instead of doing the right thing, I'm just going to take it all. Yeah, there, there's not going to be sympathy in heaven for those people, you know. And, you know, they may not believe in, you know, the same God as me, but I believe in Michael Rubin. I believe in Nat Turner, you know. And, um, you know, to that I believe extent, in Nat Turner more and more. Every picture he posts, I believe more and more in that dude. His collection. Every is, time I see that 90s. But that's my point is I think that 
the powers that be are going to recognize, maybe not just Bleaker. I think you take the Bleakers, the Carton Coffees, the Santiago's, the Jimmy's, everything. You, Jimmy's got five stores opening, right? You know, every every great town's got a roadshow coming. I you know what that guy brings? That, Teeth. Mm. He smiles. I've never seen him not with a full smile. He's enjoying you? himself. And, you know, that bleeds through. When you go into an LCS and the guy's, like, annoyed that you came in and disturbed but, what he's but, doing. But GTS is only KPI. GTS is only KPI besides if you really have four walls, if you have a phone number for upper deck, their only KPI is how much you spend in certain buckets. And to be fair, that should only be their KPI from, from, from what they do. But now they're in a place where they all have to make money. And I'm not saying don't make your money, but you're, if you're, if you're going to continue to reward the ones that won't catch up. Right. I'm not saying, oh, now that it's open, pull it from all them. But no, but if they won't catch go walk into Burbank Cards. It's the best place on earth. Burbank Cards should have as much allocate. I hate the word. Should have as much access to product as Cardfather potentially ever needs. Hands down. And it's just start like that because that is the experience that every card store should be in America, big or small. It's perfect. It's clean. It's out there. But no, we, we, we're not in that system case. So I think it's going to change. And that's why we're pumped at Bleaker. That's why we continue to double down on what we're doing because all these businesses starting around it, some of you guys are starting to recognize that this is the communal home in New York City. And what we do is getting exposure globally. And we can make the revenue we need to make to sustain. We can get the support we need to, whether that's from customers or whether that's from third parties. But we are going into it with the fact that, yeah, like the guillotine's coming. And when that happens, we believe we'll be in prime position to get there. In the meantime, we're good at what we do. We know we have to buy wax in many different ways and can't rely on GTS. And we do what we do. Jazz, Christian, even Jacob still. You know, they know how to flip. They know how to buy. They know how to sell. You know, are we walking around our trade nights, maybe buying a couple extra things to make some young kids happy? Sure. Um, but at the end of the day, we run it as a business. And I think as much as we've been open, and I think what we do is we bring access to the community. Cage, you talk about meeting athletes yep. and things like that. Um, yeah, it was cool to have Zay here. Um, but Zay wasn't the host of trade night that day. You know, he was in town. He was with his crew. They wanted to pop by. There was nothing going on at that moment. They knew the association we have with Jalen, with Deshaun, and it worked out nice. You know, when John Starks was here, that was something where we thought it was cool to add it to the card ladder coming. No one was coming in the nicest of ways to see John Starks. They were coming for the card ladder trade tray night that we had. So, you know, we try to do it differently, and we don't think we're doing it that much different than any other industry. We think what we're doing is cookie cutter in most industries. The only thing that's not cookie cutter is we can't get our product normal ways. So we got to be a lot more creative. And yeah, now I think it's time that we lean on the hobby for a little bit more support, uh, but we're elevating it on both sides. So we feel good about finally letting our brand touch some other brands where I think in the beginning, we've been, been very protective of that. I mean, I think, and I'm not one of behind the scenes, but I think every other hobby brand should want to be with, bleaker or 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 you know go hand in hand log elbows with bleaker for the next phase of this because of the experience that bleaker brings i mean i remember the movie american pie right and it was the mm. fun line right of uh of like this one time at band camp it's not a hobby story if it doesn't have a this one time at bleaker literally everybody who tells i was at the bleaker trade night i met this person or hey you know the other night i was at bleaker and it's becoming part of the hobby story and businesses would be wise to pay attention to that, I think. I'm curious, just yeah. to really quickly pause. Are you guys listening? I want this to be interactive. Put it in the YouTube comments. We'll probably do an uh, Instagram post about this as well. What What are you guys who've been in the hobby, you know, 10 years, one year, 15 years? What do you guys recommend? You know, what would you want to see out of a, an LCS experience? So let us know in the comments. I'm curious myself. So that's funny, Andrew, because we took a page out of your book and we started asking people what do they want to see at trade night? when they RSVP. Uh, besides New York pizza, uh, which seems to get like the number one or two requests, the nicest request, and it's probably up there in top three or four comments is, uh, you know, keep doing what you're doing and being hospitable. Please, uh, please be a smiling face when we walk in. Please keep it open to everybody. Um, you know, that, and that's what we want from an LCS, right? We want to walk in and we want the, the John from, the, 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 you know, to be 
We want John to be standing right there. Hello, good to meet you. I'm the owner. You know, I think we all grew up in LCS is where you you kind of met that person. Um, and you feel that you're part of a hobby. You're not just there to spend money. Um, and, you know, we, we, we look for those responses from people. But it's funny. Yeah, it's they want to they, they like the hospitality and they want New York pizza. Um, and that's that's to us. That's a good sign. That means we're, we're doing something right. Um, now I think that we have it kind of down. That's where I think we need to step it up a little bit more, uh, continue to challenge ourselves on a creative level. And then, yeah, how can we bring not just for the goldens and for the alts, but, you know, even for the stand up displays or the show yourselves or sorry, slow, show your slabs. We've been talking to you for holidays about some takeover, some holiday party events, but yeah, we're, a, we're two stores in New York city for any brand big or small to show their to show their product and, and interact with consumers and for those smaller ones we've told them just show up we don't want any we don't want any production dollars we don't want any help just be a part of it and if we can give that opportunity to the slab shelves and to those companies that makes us feel good um smooth sleeves try to buy smooth sleeves right now you know the 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 penny sleeves completely sold out can't find it anywhere um basketball card guys associated affiliated with that right john John probably is because he's behind every smart thing in the hobby. Um, and I've gotten to know him a little bit recently. He came by trade night finally. We're going to try to do them on Mondays more. Um, but like another guy, ambassador for the hobby, collects raw, uh, you know, really understands the 90s era that I love a lot. So, you know, I have a nice passion with him. But, yeah, he, I believe he's involved with them and a handful of other things. Um, but great product. Can't get it anymore, though. You know, and to me, that's exciting. You know, um, we're looking to continue to support that. Uh, we went very heavy in type ones. We have the largest collection of type one photos on display in New York City. Um, so something I have a personal passion for. But to me, it's slab art and it's oversized and it looks super cool. Uh, so we'll continue to make money and do things in different ways. But we're not making it in wax like a traditional store. I have an idea that I'm probably going to get guillotined because you it's a, it's not a silent L apparently when you're in New York guillotined for. Um, I'm watching too much Wu-Tang. Let's see how Cage's face reacts to this idea. It's a guillotine. So I saw yesterday there was a Mike Tyson Precious Metal Gems employee appreciation card. What if Upper Deck, what if Tops, what if Panini – what if Leaf, what if these card manufacturers created a Bleaker edition, uh, Burbank Cards edition, uh, Coffee Breakers edition, and that you could only get that product at those stores? I made Cage smile, and really, I'm, I'm, I feel I'm, like I'm, my I'm, life I'm is a, complete I'm a, now. I'm going to awesome. stay silent for other reasons. You'll, you'll, you'll find out in February why. Okay, sweet. cool. Um, all I will say, all I will say, this is, is similar this. to when I predicted can, can, can stock can auctions go, can before I go it ever happened. Round, Andrew, look at the. Uh oh, see ya. <laughs> That's it. You blew his cover. You you, you made there it. There we go. The they heard run. That was upper deck calling him and and saying exactly. deal off, deal off, violated the agreement. We're gonna have this they done heard, before yeah, the holiday. They heard. They heard. Um, what I think if you look at the Ben Baller set. To me, that was um, that's that's what that's the pinnacle of what we're talking about right now. Ben Baller set was the evolution of like what Tops maybe thought was the best of the best at that moment from Project. They turned it into a real set. They really gave it the foil love that it should get. They gave Ben his own little love uh, logo to it, and unlike most people, what Ben did to market it, um, you know, paid off. So, you know, I'd say if I, if I want to continue talking about this topic without revealing too much, what I'll say is um, we're not being chosen for this product because of anything we did in the last 30 years. It's our ability to help make this product relevant um, and what we bring what we bring to the equation. Um, and we'll, we're excited. I think uh, early February we'll, we'll work with you on a launch for this. That'd which, be cool. You know, I think when you look at some of the other stores, I think, yeah, a Burbank product would be dope. I think Jimmy having his own product would be dope. If the store can spend the time to make it creatively unique to them, but also 
resonate with the customer? Well, very few have your experience, right? Very few have the agency marketing background. I'm curious, Cage, how much of Project 2020 left a bad taste in people's mouth when it came to those like kind of collabs or partnership deals, right? Because those cards aren't meant to be, you know, investment cards. Those cards are meant to be experience cards, right? Those are PCs. Those are PCs. How much of, do you think Project 2020 is still a bad taste in people's mouth, Cage? I still, I know. And I hope I get to teach it at the Bleecker University one day when Bleecker becomes the Amazon. There we go. There's our business model. But so, so I hope to teach it one day. It will be a master's class. It will be like an MBA course, Project 2020, you know, the rise and fall of Project 2020 with Tops. Because you're right. I mean, so many lessons learned from it, right? Market swings, you know, pumps, um, logistics. You're talking you could about. You do an economics uh, class on that Ken Griffey. Was it the Griffey? Yep. The Keith and, Shore. And if you can you relate that back to the uh, 91 Griffey? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, listen, but but you learn so much about the hobby, the pitfalls, the ups, the downs, the eBay, the returns. Sellers got burned. Sellers who were counting their their Lambos because they had all of these cards selling that they were paying, you know, ten twenty dollars for and selling it for hundreds of dollars, and then all of a sudden, when when it came to a halt. Anything that sold the 30 days before was all returned. So all these people had hundreds of thousands of dollars. Of, I mean, just crazy, crazy amounts. But you don't, I mean, you don't, you don't see that in Project 70. I don't follow it as no. close. I buy them from time to time. The no. cards don't go after market very, very, very high, right? No. I mean, well, some of them, some of them do. Some of them, you know, not not high. What about I mean, the first full me ones? Yeah. So those are those are you know like the limited ones they sell. There's a market for them. But I mean, the the stuff that happened with Project 2020, that was insane. You know those first couple of cards. Yeah, and and look, I I do th- I do collect them because like I'm a big Mr. Cartoon fan. Yep. Um, I'm a big Yankee fan, so I collect different things that come out by the different artists. Um, but I like it when it's like four of them for sixty dollars. Yeah, uh, exactly. You know, that, that to me is a lot lot more fun. Well, I mean, that was what it was supposed to be, right? I mean, you know, they're supposed to be these cool card collectibles with the artist's take. I mean, that that that, that Mark McGuire American flag wood border 87 tops, you know, with it was where it was a cross of an 87 tops and the 85 tops Olympic team. Like for someone who grew up collecting cards when I grew up, that was that's like that a, is the like card. A, yeah. Like I would have made that card if I could make cards, you know what I mean? Like what Blake Jameson did on that card, that was sick. It's but when it's selling for 20 bucks on tops, it shouldn't then sell the next week for a thousand. I mean, no, and I think, you know, the, the, the testament to that is if you look at what Ski did this year, yep, his cards had put so much depth into them. The art, the story, the music, the connection, the marketing, the eBay, the one-on-ones, and those are selling well in yep. the aftermarket. But no artist has that type of, you know, you talk about this isn't, you know, doing a card store isn't what I do. You know, putting out content is what Ski does. So the card being is, you know, card really just being uh, an element for him has really allowed him to go further and make those cards worth money. But that's how much work you have to do to get those cards from $20 to to over here. Well, you got to switch it up. And this is, it's like anything else in life. It's like Gary V's most recent videos on Twitter and Instagram about, about cycles and about how people who are early and and when you get in and how people get in early enough and ride it up and then there's going to be people who get in later on and then you have to adapt to that right so with project 2020 the problem was there weren't a lot of people in the beginning so the supply was low then all of a sudden demand was significantly higher than what the supply was for the initial cards just like any economics course would teach you and that that had a price correction because there were way more people who wanted than the supply but now as people got in it and they were able to buy as many as they wanted and people were were incorrectly calculating what the price would be going forward right because you would have had to have continuing multiples of demand it just wasn't happening people thought yeah. they were going to get the same you know return and for a little while it happens but so now, now let's let's go a different route though. I think kudos to Tops for figuring out a really cool business model that rewarded the hobby. Of course, to your point, getting variations of that Mark McGuire card. Yep. That to me. So I guess my question is, you look at Tyson Beck <coughs> murdering it, right? You talk to athletes, agents, and you ask them how they feel about that. You know what they say? 
My guy makes a little bit less with them than he does with Panini, but he signs a tenth of the cards. It's so much easier to get my guy to sign 200 cards than 2,000. So kind of like what he's doing. You see what Tops lost in the licenses. Um, Do you think there's a big enough model for them or someone to sustain with non-licensed cards if they bring in this art component? So there's always been non-licensed cards. The art stuff is definitely helpful because they're branding the artist rather than Well, Leaf, Leaf has done the best at the non-licensed, yeah. non-licensed, right? No, but what, what I mean, though, Mark, is um, is if the brands are good enough, when we haven't had this, right? Because Tops has just been there forever on baseball, right? Tops has just been there forever on baseball. Now they're not going to be there. But you can look at Tops versus Panini for basketball, right? You can look at, like, Tops. Tops. Now – Panini tried to do baseball. The reason why people most of the time say non-licensed stuff doesn't really work is because they look at Panini's baseball product. And when you are Panini trying to compete with tops on baseball, it's very difficult. That's a hard thing. But we're now entering a different stage of the non-licensed stuff, right? You're, You're now entering a situation where Panini has been basketball. They've built up these brands that matter, right? And And brand never mattered before. Brand matters now. And think about this. Andrew on our show recently gave a play that was like an employee-specific play. It was the precious metal of uh, an employee card, you know, precious metal gems. And it was Fleer bought by Upper Deck and, you know, licensed. Eh, Who the hell knows, right? But think about that, right? If Panini is able to, in 2027, put out a basketball product that has national treasures still in it, right? That's very different than Panini putting out, you know, something that was never licensed against Tops. You know what I mean? It's 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 a it's a it's a different thing. Same thing with Tops, right? If Tops is able to keep mm. their Chrome brand for baseball, right? Is it going to carry the same premium? Is it going to carry what it, what it is if it had a license? Probably not. But I I may be wrong here, but I still think there are people who are going to want to buy their Tops Chrome rookie cards because that's the brand they've been collecting since 1996. You know what I mean? That will it fall off? Sure, but if they're able to, you know, marry a a a property that people have grown, you know, accustomed to with something else that they like, a license, like an artist, like you're talking about, right? right? Make it something cool, Ben Baller Chrome. That could be the cool thing that carries it forward. You know what I mean? Because people now yeah. are tapping into not just the top scroll, but Ben Bowler as well. You know, so I, I like the idea. I like the thought. Really, Mark, what's going to happen when Fanatics comes in? The success of Tops, Panini, these guys going forward upper deck is really going to be where we are in the market cycle. Right? Are we still moving up? Are we still adding people to the hobby? Are we still having you know a, a healthy influx of new customers, or have we soured? Have so so when you got when you guys say 2026 2027 you're assuming they don't cut a deal with any of those card companies. I can only work on what I have right now, right? And you're right. I mean they could buy them, they could buy the brands, you name it. But so I what think- I'm well, so for, so what I'm looking at is the IP you just talked about. Yeah. And the value, like so let's say this. Let's say in 2024 we find out that Panini's cut a licensing deal. Oh, sorry, Upper Deck has cut a licensing deal with Fanatics. Mm-hmm. And the first thing they're going to be bringing back is uh, Exquisite. Do you know what's going to happen with the hobby? We're going to yeah. freak out in a great way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, imagine they come back and say we're release, you're re-releasing Fleer Ultra Scoring Kings, but for today. We're going to yeah. freak out. Yep. So I think, like, you know, I- I'm curious to see where – IP shifts. I think we'll get some nostalgic IP come back to your point. When people talk about Panini baseball, like, yeah, we suffered through some Panini prism baseball, but for some reason this year doing really well. I like it. Um, I like it. I mean, you know, I like, cause you I like, cause you like, sell. cause you like the card to your point. It doesn't you sell like, for as much, but Mark, like, I got to tell you, man, I love you, but I don't, I don't see fanatics doing that. I mean, I'm not inside fanatics, but I think oh, fanatics I mean, is coming I'm, in I'm, I'm as speculating as anyone is. I think fanatics fun. coming in and saying, you know what, we're going to change the game. We're going to do this differently than it's ever been done. And that the way to do that is to break from what's out there and do your own stuff. And maybe they do an exquisite type of fanatics line. Maybe they call it fexquisite. You know, fansquisite. Oh, with a fanatics a, 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 absolutely. I'd imagine fanatics. And I, again, I, I don't, I don't know 
I don't know the first thing about it, right? That I what's best or not, but I'd imagine there's properties and products that they should be making. And I would imagine though, with the IP that's out there, knowing you have people like Josh Luber who love some of that IP. Yep. You know, um, you know, you, I think like, the thing I'm excited about about Josh is we know he's a hobbyist. Same reason why we love Nat coming in and doing what he's doing, right? So you know the things you love are going to stay around. And that's, I guess that's what I'm banking on. Yep. I don't know any, if it's this brand or that. Um, I see big opportunity though, when you talk about leaf, you know, when you talk about non-license, I think they've done it probably better than everyone. Um, I'll tell you this GTS isn't asking me to buy much leaf. Um, yep. and I'm sure if I want to, uh, you know, they would, but there's a, there's a mafia on all sides of that. And I think as fanatics breaks through, there just may be some better opportunities for all. I have another idea. I'm curious what you guys think. So, Zablo, you've heard of this whole omnipresence thing. Now, it's been kind of popular for 10 years. We don't really know what it means, right? But you've heard of it in marketing, omnipresence. Of course. And that means having a presence wherever your customer is at. It doesn't just mean online. It doesn't just mean in person. It's both. And it's connecting the two. So this year, Panini decided to go digital on their Prism release, right? So what if they could partner with a digital release with local card shops, right? And let's say you complete a challenge on Panini Digital Cards. They ship a pack of cards with your name on it with the challenge, the physical challenge card inside to the local SCS. You have to go there. You open it. You break it right there in public. It's cool for the LCS, right? They get unique content. It's cool for the customer. They've, they have a digital card and now they have like a – They've won a lamello color splash, right? It's such a win-win across the board. Could that work? Why wouldn't it? Gage, this is kind of your idea. I already told them to do that. I told Panini to do that. They didn't listen. I mean, that's the way you get. That's why you get more people into digital was by 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 dragging the people who love physical into it by making. I mean, did you guys did you guys participate in the Panini um, drop a couple weeks ago? What do you mean? We're their own. We're their biggest. The, customer. Uh, the prism prism basketball. There is not a single person who has bought more Panini digital in the world than me. And how Take that Mount Rushmore. <laughs> Well, on their on their Prism blockchain stuff, I I would say, and uh, not not the old not the not the Dunk stuff, not the Dunk and, and the apps, which you know people really seem to think you know are going to be fantastic. Also, um, I'm kind of fifty fifty on that. Um, we'll see. Well, you're, you're going to battle. You're at Mint Collective. There's two fights. The main event is Mount Rushmore versus Cage <laughs> Lawyer for decision-making rights of can you move the blitz and the dunk stuff to the listen place. move it i'm cool if they move it ian's been playing dunk for years i got i got zion national treasures i mean he's got a, he's got a is ian coming is ian coming to vegas for mint collective that would be yep. pretty cool that'll be a good time i will see we'll see if i can get him out of school you know third grade is very important man you got to learn your colors in third grade I look we're, we're struggling we're struggling to figure out the kids events here just what time after school because all the activities it's impossible to even kneel that down. So it's, it's, uh, be cool to get more of them out to the shows, though. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. Mark, we yeah. love chatting with you, man, because I got to tell you, you know, whether you realize it or not, you know, even though it's tough to navigate business, and I'm sure it's not the easiest thing in the world on the daily to try to figure out what to do with Bleaker. It's a card store in the city. Rent's not cheap, right? And you're, you know, you're throwing these events, you're doing all this stuff. You always bring an optimism, positivity about the hobby overall. I've never heard you say anything bad about somebody else in the hobby. I've always heard you say, you know, you want this person to succeed, even if it's another card store, you want them to succeed because you are the, you know, the ultimate of I want the pie bigger. Because if the pie is bigger, I get to get a bigger slice of this pie, right? You want the hobby to grow. Right? Do you like circle pies or square pies? Just out of curiosity, Mark, because we've had both at Bleaker events. Uh, depends where it's from. Apple pies, which cage you ate a half of an apple pie today. I what love, is wrong with you? I love apple pie. What, what, um, honey crisp. I had to try it out before I serve it to my family. I had to eat half of it just to make sure it was that's good. That's not what trying looks like. Yeah, look, I, I, I really pick my Go to Luca Nation I pick my style of pizza based on where it's from. I know the places that that well that I'm very specific. And 
anyone in New York, at least, you talk a pizza place, they'll talk what before we decide? All right, best square. Best square thick. Spumoni Gardens. L&B. L&B, Spumoni Gardens in Brooklyn. Yeah, I get a lot of, by the way, you get a lot of, you get a lot of shit for that in New York. And if you're in New York City, a lot of people don't like to hear you say Spumoni, but really? I'll take it. I'm not going to live. I'm not going to live on Prince Street Pizza. Um, you know, I could say made in New York pizza, but I'm an investor, so everyone's going to think I'm just going to be <laughs> to the home crowd there. Um, but no, to what you're saying about the optimistic thing, I, yeah, I work three jobs, Cage. Um, this one pays me the least and brings me the most amount of joy. So <laughs> I, I, I wish I didn't work here in the nicest of ways. I love what this is. And if I could do anything, it would be this 24 hours a day. And as I build it, I plan to do it 24 hours a day. So that's absolutely in the in in my plans as, as I plan decade cool. by decade. But People what I'll there. say is yeah. if everyone else does their job, Andrew, uh, you don't need me. Right? Maybe we bring a, a certain element to the hobby that some people haven't figured out yet. But I'm here because it was missing. We filled the void. And now 50, 75 people showing up on train nights, yeah, that shows to me that people want what we enjoy too. But to work here, you got to love the hobby. You got to be willing to probably make less money than if you went to work in any other industry. You know, they always say, you know, Willie Sutton, you know, he said, Rob Banks. Why? Because that's where the money is. <laughs> you know, but when they interviewed him, what he said was, I didn't, it wasn't where the money was. It was where I felt the most alive in those saves with that money is the most excitement I ever had in my life. You know, that, that's why we work here. Um, that's why we do what we do in this hobby. So good or bad. Yeah. I'll try to keep it to myself, even though I normally don't, but we need everybody's contribution. You're running a good card store, bad card store. At least you're running a card store, right? At least there's a place to go buy something, even if they suck. What's the um, contribution? Should... What's the ask? From who? You tell me, employee. You're saying what's my what's my ask? What, what's your ask of of the general public? You could be of the individual hobby participant. Oh, oh, or it could be from the big business. It's a four letter word. That's the ask. That's the rally cry. I don't. I still don't know what that figure. means. It sounds provocative, but I don't know what it means. He's saying anybody who wants should get. Yes, it means that that until they until they until they break down that barrier. This hobby will be a little bit broken for the card stores. Breakers will be in doing what they're doing, but it's a little bit more challenging. Obviously, the world's getting smaller. For us, we're looking at it non-traditionally anyway. We know we can sell a certain amount of wax if we get it at the right price. We know how to flip cards in the back room. We know these events are generating what they need to generate. Um, big difference when we put on a trade night or a video game company rents the place out in terms of our revenue for the day. Um, you know, Adam Lefko was kind enough uh, with Ken Golden to include us in their piece. Um, they needed a place to film, but they chose to include Bleeker along the way in the creative because in their mind, it was organic as something that's ingratiated in the hobby. So what, what's the, the ask? You know, not, nothing, uh, patience, right? Because if Fanatics does what they do and they break down the word allocation, it gets a little easier. And to your, your questions earlier, guys, we don't need that much. We just need it a little bit easier on the wax side. Bleaker, we figure out how to get creative and do other things. But I think what the hobby needs is just a little bit easier for these card stores. As, as card store owners, maybe when they do that, we got to be a little less greedy. But I don't think we need to be greedy if we have a steady flow uh, of opportunity. Type one photos. Every time I'm there, I see them. I'm, I always ask you, Zablo, did you take these? You're like, no, someone else did. What What the hell is a type one <laughs> yeah, Mark, photo? Did you take this picture of Babe Ruth? <laughs> I, I, I was I was there, guys. I was. There. Not the brightest page. Uh, I get paid to talk on a show. Sorry. Uh, so I saw these at the I saw these at the national. You know what I love about the national is you kind of spend time looking at things Dude, that you that would see cool. at any other show. And this is Jordan's six rings. And we, we probably have 150 of them here now at Bleecker. So I didn't that buy one cool. at the National, but I picked up over 100 since. And is, that, my, is that like um, – no, I'm going to lose fans. I'm not going to say it. Just keep going. I apologize. All good. But it, oversized PSA slab, 
Uh, type one photo means it was printed from the negative. I'd like it better, Mark, if if he had the real reason those six rings were one. I mean, you, the fo- the photographer made a mistake and put Jordan on there. He should have put Pippen. I mean, he's the better player. That's true. Um, <laughs> you know, I think I see Pippen holding up a trophy in the bottom. So he's holding. He's holding. Uh, he's holding Michael Jordan's shoes. I, I, had a, I had a good argument the other day with someone of who was more culturally relevant. Or who was culturally relevant? And I said, Scotty Pippen has zero cultural cultural relevance. And they said, Well, Michael Jordan's an asshole. <laughs> Many of us are, and we don't apologize for it. Yeah, you know, but um, no, look, type one photos, they're printed from the negative within the first two years. Um, makes them type one, and then there's type two and type three that go five years and plus. What's really unique about it to me, Andrew, is not that just PSA slabs them and makes them look like art. You know, I'm sure, you know, you're, at least my wife is sick of seeing my slabs everywhere. When she sees this of Joe DiMaggio and Marilyn Monroe, it's a little bit cooler again, you know, trying to so. make, make what we do a little bit more outside. But what I love about it is, is that there aren't photos and negatives after 99, 2000. So you're not going to see a LeBron type one. You may see a Kobe. You may see an Iverson. You'll see some Shaq. But after that, it's all early stuff. Um, so being like the 90s geek I am, finding a lot of these Jordan photos, finding a lot of Knicks photos, um, PSA only charges $50 to grade them, and they get them back to you within like 30 days. Because um, they don't get if a you lot. Look at, if you look at Heritage's monthly auction the other night, they had some baseball ones closing for tens if not hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, I bought a handful of even these gorgeous North Carolina Jordan uh, wire photos from the last golden auction uh, that were incredible. So for me, I love them as art. Um, We set out a goal to have the largest collection of type one photos on display in New York city. We blew by that very quickly. Um, So now we got to start selling them probably a little bit more, uh, which is hard to let go of my babies, but some gorgeous Jordan ones, amazing Charles Barkley ones. We even have a Sergeant Slaughter one uh, that, you know, uh, was, was incredible to get. Uh, we're having a lot of fun with it. And I think that's what's, you know, cool about being bleaker trading. Um, you know, cards is what we're at the heart of. But I think anything that touches that hobby, anything in a PSA slab, whether that is a ticket or a photo, um, it's, it's sexy to us. Well, pe- people always have collected for like – years and years collecting is a part of our dna and those are kind of like the first jpeg those are like the first nfts right because people people will say well i could take a picture of that too or i could print that out but what makes it unique and makes it scarce specifically is the fact that it's made off of the negative right so you can only have a certain amount of them out there yeah and someone much smarter than me can go nft this whole collection probably and, and put some really cool cool properties behind it um you know i like it because it captures to your point that simple moment in time and there could be multiple frames of it but you kind of have that exact one if you look on ebay you'll see some killer ones there's jordan doing the layup um you know there there, there's some really uh, incredible pictures against the lakers the move sorry the move yeah that's right the layup is the layup against was uh was 91 the the move was 92 you're right um The, the, I forgot who the move was against, but um, that that's kind of where I'm having fun. And I do that at card shows. If I'm at a card show, I'm always geeking out in those dollar boxes or looking for the guy that has the most random stuff. Um, you know, the last thing I want to do is even talk about Bleaker at a card show. I'm really there to go hunt for things that remind me of like if I can find something with a picture of Shaq's sneakers on it from '92, I'll, I, that's the, I'll drive the hundred miles for that VA show or. Going to these American legions now that I live in Connecticut is, seems to be like a weekly routine. Any final words, questions? Any you know? This is we. Every one of our episodes is unique and different, honestly, because it's, we are like a radio show. It's very unscripted, off the cuff. Um, we want this one to be you know collaborative. So I want to hear from our audience. I want to hear from Bleaker audience. You know, we talked about a lot of things what, you know, if you guys were made hobby commissioners tomorrow or you owned an LCS tomorrow, what would you want to see? Because uh, like it or not, we're all in this together. We're all trying to build an industry that, like we said, grows that pie and everybody prospers. Cage, Mark, any final words before we wrap? Oh, 
Not, I mean, Cage's, we had a long Cage's episode. show. No, all I'm thinking is, I, 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 it's been too long since I've been to Bleaker. I can't wait to do a cigar night there. Cage cigar night, maybe for Tiger holders. You never know. I think, I think, I think we In need a poker a Cage night. And I think poker we need night. a very, very nice premium quality night hosted by Cage and Hootie. I know the fans and the audience and supporters have been asking for some more, more hoodie driven program, oh, yeah. which, uh, which we'll, we'll get to, but I think. I know that like um, in your, you know, the, the, the poster that you guys put up of Don Diego was a big attraction, but just wait till you have a blow up doll of cage lawyer on the sidewalk as people walk by. Yeah. Well, every- yeah, I, I'm actually I, – I volunteer. I'll be inside of it. You don't even need to blow up the – I will just do that for hours. <laughs> you know, we were going we to ask Cage and surprise him um, at, on Monday night when he's here with the Santa Claus outfit and if he can be kind of bleaker claws for us. Um, but, you know, now I, that I you kind of – Now that he you kind of came is. up with a better idea than us, Andrew, we may pivot to, uh, to, to, what, you're, to what you're saying. But, no, I think if I could say, you know – you know, this has been a very long episode, so I just thank everyone that that cared to listen to this much. Um, is you know, Jimmy's opening up Kentucky Road Show, I think, up in Bronxville. We're excited about that. We spoke to a handful of other people about potentially opening up in New York City, and I think you know that's kind of one thing that we're hoping for is more LCS is doing it the way we're doing it with their own spin on it pushing back on the system to carve out the at least the minimum amount of product we need to succeed and we can be profitable with. Um, and we, we welcome that. I want Fairfax for sneakers in New York on Bleaker for carts. To your oh. point, rents aren't, aren't as easy, but uh, maybe if the allocation word went away, we can all afford to do it. Um, but no, we're excited. Next year is going to be dope. We have a ton of shit coming. Um, people are getting behind it, supporting us bigger than we ever thought. So, you know, we're just, you know, telling everyone just keep their head up for it. If you guys are flying into JFK, LaGuardia, Newark, really consider making a stop uh, to West Village. Not just the Bleaker. Stop by Bleaker. Uh, across the street, they have this incredible Italian restaurant with just the best lasagna I've ever had. Down the street, I don't know if you've had it, they have like a bone broth, like a like a soup soup store incredible there's just so much in that area food wise right down the block he told me about a store called london it's like down the stairs we'll we'll go to we'll go to we'll go to fight goes for some oversized heroes we'll hit john's on bleaker for some pizza and yes if you're in new york please shoot us a dm you know even if uh we're not open but we're around we'll open up to hang with anyone that you know is fun in the hobby Love you, Luca Nation. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanksgiving week. I can't believe it. So awesome week. Short well, week. We're, we're thankful for you guys. So have a wonderful holiday. This episode of Luca's Tigers and Bronze was brought to you by Hybrid Grading Approach. Take it from someone who has personally submitted thousands of cards for grading. HGA slabs just hit different. They're top of the line and color coordinated to match the card itself. The aesthetics are unrivaled in the industry. When paired with the ease of submission and the transparency of the pricing model, HGA stands alone as the best choice for grading your cards. I believe that once you try them out, you will agree. Thanks for listening, Luca Nation. Thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the Luca's Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Um, Do us a favor and like, subscribe. You know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us, Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.